This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. I just drink wine. Welcome to the wine situation. Last of the year. Last of the year. Last of 2018, guys. God, we're here in, in Barcovel at the wine situation where we find out people's situation is... With wine. With wine. That's Ellen Clifford over there. That's Sean Buchholz. He's the wine whisperer. We're your hosts, guys. We're hosts. <laughs> we're the hostess. With the most assistance. Actually, I'm the hostess. You're the host. Or I could be the host. Host. You could is be the hostess if you wanted to. I feel like... I won't stop you. Isn't like host just like a general term? Like doctor? Yeah, I think... I think <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the doctor. <laughs> I'll be Dr. Wine. Doctor. Clear. Um, hi, guys. Welcome to the wine situation. Um, like I said, that's Ellen Clifford over there. She is a well-qualified wine mistress mm-hmm. who is taking her make diploma W sets right now. She's, you know, s- second level court. Something I, like that. You, I, know, I, you got, know, I got two pins. She got two pins. You know, I... I've got enough. That's, her, got <laughs> that's also her rapper name, Two Pins. Two Pins. Two Pins, two pins Cliffy. Uh, that's me. <laughs> two, two Pins, pins Cliffy. Yeah. Uh, that's From St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm proud. Um, Sean Buchholz is the wine whisperer who looks deep Spare. into the depths of your putrid soul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of you might have putrid souls. Or pure. I would think all of our listeners are probably pretty pure. I think so. I it think looks into your pure, yeah. shining soul. It's and all sees subjective, though, too. It's true. <laughs> I mean, some people like flawed wine. What do you know? There you go. Um, but, and, you know, sometimes he might pull out a Georgian uh, Quevery um, Kadarka. Wait, is that a Georgian grape Kadarka? Am I thinking right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. That feels right. I loved your ref- I loved your analogy, though. That went deep. That went really... That was like a deep cut. <laughs> that was like a like deep this- wine cut. Of like, I'm like, where is she going? Oh, huh? she's referencing a deep, large <laughs> wine. It was good, though. I was Thank into you. it. Thank you. I was into it. I appreciate it. Thank you. It. I feel like this is going to be... You guys are in for a treat. Treat. Um, but first, we're going to do a little uh, hip sip tip this hip, week. Hip sip tip. Hip sip tip. It's the tip for your hips to sip. <laughs> Can we record that? <laughs> That's our new I mean, jingle yeah. for hip sip tip. And just like every time, just make more work for poor David over there to edit into. Uh-huh. Like, oh yeah, David's with us again, our lovely David. Yeah. He's wearing a beanie tonight. Follow up for those of you who heard when we were on their podcast and we talked about chocolate ice cream and neither him nor I like it. I brought him the chocolate sorbet. He liked it. He so liked it. It was good. It was good. Oh yeah. Uh, a resounding good. It was resounding good. <laughs> What's your hip sip tip? Oh, um, you know what? My hip sip tip is a age cider mm. from Trader Joe's of all places. <gasps> it comes in like the 22 and it's like the Newton brand. It's very affordable, but it's like a bourbon barrel aged cider. It's so good. Like I'm really into it. And like a cider made of, of apples. Oh, yum. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay, uh, I would like that. Yeah. No, yeah, it's really good. It's like Newton Newtons or whatever. Like they Newtons. do like the Newtons in the can, which, you know, it's like a great entry level cider. But this one in the 22 with like a cork, you know, yeah, it's great. Levels up. It levels up. Yeah, it has a great, rich, deep aroma, which I like cider around this time of year too, probably because of the holidays, but you know. And you know, just things spicy and apple-y and Mm -hmm. and rich. Yeah, rich. Yeah, a cold, rich, alcoholic beverage to Mm. warm your (laughs) (laughs) your pure soul. (laughs) Yeah, you could warm it on the... On the stove, 
or just drink <laughs> Just drink I a cold. I had, I've had uh, so many dirty jokes run through my head. I have kept yeah. it within me. Good job. I would just wait till we start drinking. I'm sure you'll make some <laughs> weird Georgian wine reference now. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> What's your hip sip tip? Um, my hip sip tip is a, a cocktail I don't think I've talked about here called the New York Sour. I have my own Whoa. variation of it, of course. It's a typical whiskey sour. So the whiskey, some simple syrup, uh, some lemon juice, a little bit of egg white, shaken without ice, shaken with ice, strained, and then you float red wine on top of it. Whoa! It's really great when the person you're with wants a cocktail and you want an excuse to open wine. You're like, we'll do both. That's a lot of ingredients. I, that sounds like New York. I make a fine cocktail. Just a lot of ingredients. Yeah. Um, my version of it, I use grapefruit juice and demerara syrup. Oh. And it's delicious. Demerara syrup? Demerara, yeah. What is that? Demerara sugar is like a kind of brown sugar. Mm. Um, it's a little funkier, just a little bit. So it makes a richer, darker syrup. Wow. And it's a gorgeous drink just because the red of the wine seeps down. It's, it's a good cocktail. You put it in a tumbler? I put it in a, a, like a rocks glass, sometimes with a little ice, depending on how big a cocktail I've made and how big the glass is <laughs> and if I want to fill it up a little more. That's yeah. right. I forgot you had your, you know... Your start into wine was cocktails. Yeah, I might be cycling back. Been been working on the goth cocktail books. So. Whoa. Yeah. Coming back around again. Coming back with the cocktails. Who's our guest? Today we are joined by someone I met at the Raw Wine Fair where he was recording his own podcast, Richard uh, Richard's Famous Food Podcast. Uh, he's also a cookbook author, uh, Gorilla Tacos. It's Richard Hill Parks. The third. Oh, thank you. Thank the you for using third. the entire name. Yes. Yeah. And the Roman numeral at the end. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it's important to differentiate yourself because there are a lot of Richard Parks's out yeah. there. Yeah, I would well, imagine. We would not want to get people thinking they're... Have you investigated the other ones? Yeah. Uh, to the extent of using altavista.com to uh, see how many of them there are. Well, there is this rugby player who's just driving me nuts because he won't go away. I keep on oh, getting no. Google alerts for him. <laughs> Very famous guy doing lots of charitable work in his rugby retirement, <laughs> doing television shows, raising money for cancer. Is oh, your dad a Richard Parks? You, so? yeah, He's so not, actually. It's, it's my grandfather and my oh. uncle. Oh, um, okay. Richard Hill Parks, period, and yeah. Richard Hill Parks, Jr. So you could have put, like, the fourth or the sixth if you wanted to? Yeah, we just make it up as we go. <laughs> After two, it's like, whatever, choose a number. You yeah, know? pick one. Yeah, it could be whatever. Uh, thanks for being here. I am honored to be here, and I think that the lighting is very appropriate. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah all it's look very moody. Very sexy in this lighting. Yeah. yeah. We're at about 2,300 degrees Kelvin in here. It's <laughs> very warm. It's it very inviting. We're about to drink some some Santa Moore, so you didn't know what you're in for. Just what do you got? We, we got, I, in honor of the fact that I met you at Raw, I brought something that was there that I'd tried and liked. I love this woman who, who makes this wine, Isabelle Perrault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perrault. I spent a long time working on my, my R's with her. Brouillie by Perrault. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying my best. Was she at the fair? I nice. met the guy pouring. She was. It, so she makes wine with her husband, I believe. Yeah, and it's, it, it's Bruno. The guy and pouring was probably. Was he wearing a jaunty cap and did he have a French accent? He had a French accent. <laughs> I think that that's and he told me that Santa Moe is very special because they get to release it early or something. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't quite... It was very loud there. It, and I'm very hard to tell say, exactly what, what the Frenchman festival. was saying in his French accent. So I think that that was her son. Yeah. And I met her daughter likely. last year at Raw Wine oh. and I followed her on Instagram for the uh, in-between year which is a long time. And so I, I felt like when I saw her again, I was like, oh, like, 
you know, how's little Stephanie and, you know, and little Danny. I just gave them American names, uh-huh. by the way. Yeah. I don't know what their names actually are. I don't are. remember what their names are. But I felt are. like I knew her. Yeah. And so uh, I had a lot of fun talking to her. Aw. But so what is this? What, do, what uh, do we got going on here? This is Santamore, so it is Gamay from the most northerly crew of uh, Beaujolais. Beaujolais. Dudes. Um, hip, hip, Beaujolais. You guys have probably talked about... Beaujolais on this podcast before. We can always talk more we about have, Beaujolais. Yeah. It's not just Beaujolais Nouveau. Oh no! Oh, no. Although so there's some good ones By the way, can out. I say how intimidated I am to be on a wine podcast? I don't know. Really? No. Don't I never, be scared. I never of could us. have imagined this. No. I'm bad with the wine words. You're about I, to find I have out. a cookbook, Arthur, in, in, our, in my midst. I'm intimidated. That's Cheers. True. Co-author. Cheers. Please. David, you you want to get? Oh, He's David. Like, oh, oh David. Oh, I'm sorry. David. Oh, David. Oh, I didn't know we we're gonna acknowledge David the engineer. David. We David, like to, we like to call him out occasionally. David is rocking a impressive rig of uh, like a, a Zoom H6n or something like that, looking good with the multiple XLR yeah. inputs. We can talk podcasting. We can talk wine. Way to call that out. Yeah, well, he he's is, working he, across the aisle. Your podcast is impressive with the the like I'm like, is this a soundscape he's creating? Like, there's just so much sound and things and Thank all this you. effects, and and you're you're good at it. Thank you. My seven-year-old nephew has recently become really into my podcast, oh, cool. <laughs> which which makes perfect sense to me because adults listen to it and they're like, "It's crazy!" Yeah. With all this sound design, there's some absurd things. You know, we we shape shift, but for kids who can access that wonder, it's kind of like, yeah, uh, yeah, this is their sense. language. I was like, listening to it with him because he likes to re- listen to it over and over and over again. Uh-huh. He has like full passages down rote, but there's a part where <gasps> wow, that's so I'm playing the theme song and the theme song's trying to end. There's this little horn blast and it goes. Yeah. And then I, I keep playing it as if it's like a broken record. And I say, hang on a second, let me take care of that. And then I have this exploding sound and, and glass shatters. And he looked at me when that happened. And he said, did you actually do that? <laughs> and I said, well, I, I did the sounds, you know, but uh, he, he can still, the way that fiction can yeah. delight the yeah. imagination. Like, did you, you know, break a glass? Yeah. And I was like, huh, I would never break a glass unless I had had too much. Isabelle Perrault. Oh, Isabelle Perrault. Isabelle Perrault. And Bruno Perrault. It is. Should we throw out some wine words? Sure. Yeah, we can play what's. I mean, we can just jump into what's in a glass if you really? want. It's hard to tell what no color way. it is, but it's somewhat garnet. Somewhat garnet. Oh, God, it's it smells beautiful. good. It is a beautiful They're, wine. One of the most interesting wine words. The first wine word, people talk about like the wine that got them into wine. The first yeah. wine word that got me into wine words was a French word. Julien Sounier, the producer, described one of his Beaujolais wines as. Dantel, what? which apparently in French, Dantel, D E N T E L L E, I believe. Dantel, Dantel. Like, don't ask, don't tell. Don't, don't tell. <laughs> Sorry, it can translate as lacy. Oh, hmm. so sort of don't this tell. sort of like delicate, yeah. Um, wow, maybe like a little bit sensual connotation. Mm-hmm. I would say this kind of this. This is Dantel. There's right? a feminine quality as well. Yeah. I would imagine. I want to sink my teeth into it. That was not related to that what was you not said. Related. No, no, they were two different yeah. things. This is what happens when you drink the Santa Mors. But maybe Santa I've worn a lace shirt or two. <laughs> you guys should see my lace shirt collection. It's really nice. Man, <laughs> I want to see that. What's the star? Just, just a Describe one. Oh, uh, well, it's uh, periwinkle blue. Okay. Mm. It's an off-the-shoulder number, mm. so it hangs low. Man. Um, but it covers all the important pieces. I am... <laughs> I feel like he's not lying. I, I <laughs> could see... Th- I mean... I will never I'm, know unless you come over oh, and look oh, at my closet. We're going to do that. <laughs> oh. Uh, First, if you have let's a black pod. one, can I borrow one? Oh, uh, what? 
I said, first, let's pod. First, first we're going to pod. pod. Calvin Trillin saw him on stage once, and oh, yeah? he said, w- this was like 15 years ago, and he was like, what's with blogging? It sounds like something you should do in the bathroom. This <laughs> <laughs> isn't potting the same isn't way. Isn't potting, yeah. Mm. Potting, blogging. Yeah, it would, well, and in 10 years, there'll be another one that people I, will do for no reason. And I was going to say, and pretty much everyone does it. So yeah. it's like, a, do you, you guys blog? I never blogged. You blogged. I did. Ellen I blogged. mean, I technically still have one occasionally. I put something up there. I never did the blog. On Delectable. The blogging. Well, I write for Delectable now, but I had a blog called Scrumptious Girl that I occasionally... Yes. It, it, it was because it was I cooked. I like to keep track of what I was cooking, and it never looked good, so I called it Scrumptious Girl because it tastes good, but it looks bad. That's what got me my first food writing job. That's why I'm here, guys. That's it's all because of Scrumptious, scrumptious Gruel. Kind of. Folks, Not before sure. Ugly Delicious, there was Scrumptious Gruel. Scrumptious Gruel. Uh, it also only. sounds like kind of a goth punk name. Yeah. I mean, or if you had a Scrumptious Gruel podcast, it would definitely be like a monster truck rally voice. That mm-hmm. Scrumptious Gruel! When I managed to get... Trent Reznor to do the sound for my next podcast. Then he's coming I, I will to the Palladium. You're gonna go see him. He's there tonight, I think. No, <laughs> oh, I don't really? have tickets. Yeah, I haven't seen. I can, I will only go to Nine Chanels if I can be in the pit. Because Ellen likes to mosh. Because I like to get real close to the stage when Trent Reznor's on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't moshed in an age. I know I have not moshed in a very I, long time. The only the closest I've come to was last. I think it was what three or four years ago. I went just around this time of year, and and I. I mean, it's you can't move in there. I mean, the moshing is happening, but you're just like, yeah. you can't move. Yeah. It's kind of scary a little bit. It's more of you're the, the object of a mosh. Right. Yeah. You're getting yeah. moshed. People, f- <laughs> yeah. You're not moshing, you're <laughs> getting moshed. Fortunately, yeah, exactly. people do not crowd surf as much as they used to. Yeah. Which is good because. It is not Duntel. When I, it is not no, Duntel. You crowd surf. Yeah. yeah. It uh, actually hurt, yeah, it definitely hurts people that are shorter. But yeah, especially if you're at the front, because the people, sc- they ride to the front, and then the bodyguards are there catching them, and they're kicking you on. Th- I just yeah. thumped myself on the head on them <laughs> coming out. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, Santamore. Santamore. Back tell. to the Beaujolais, oh, you guys. Apologies. I've kept us off of wine with my yeah. big mouth. We never stay on track. We know. never okay. stay on track. We try. So, feel, feel well, you guys probably know Gamay because of Beaujolais Nouveau, which so is So Gamay like, is a grape. Gamay is, is a grape. Is a grape. And Beaujolais is a place. Just south of, I mean, it's part technically part of Burgundy, but it's just south of the renowned parts of Burgundy. Yeah. I had someone school me that once. That it was part of Burgundy. I'm yeah. like, well, I, I mean, mean, yes, but come on. Duke when Philip- you ask for a Burgundy, you're not asking for a Beaujolais. Well, I think, I think that's actually very important because yeah. in, in terms of my own wine buying habits... Beaujolais, like, you can't really, like, get above, like, a $45 Beaujolais very easily. You right. can, yeah, no. But, but even the really good stuff is still going to... Yes, you're like, I know what you're saying. That's the top of my... Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I'm often buying wine, you get a lot of great stuff and a lot of variety. Yeah. Whereas with Burgundy, I don't think that that is the case at all, right? No, well, you're getting... Well, I mean, I mean like, you, you can get you, variety from yeah. Bourgogne, if you're called Bourgogne, but... But the price points, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, they're going to be higher. Price points are going to be higher. Yeah. Like, it's hard to find one that's, like, not $60, right? No. Am I, no, you can find them no. for, like, 40 You had me on here to say things that are wrong so that then you can correct <laughs> the record, right? No, 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 no. No, no, no. But I think, uh, I mean, I, I just think the styles of wine are very different. Yeah. Well, it's yes. different. Yeah, different grapes, different. To me, like, that's what it's I mean, yeah. <laughs> Bagong. C'est vrai. I mean, uh, show me a burgundy that's Dantel. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. I'll show you some Dantel burgundy. Okay, yeah. so they're from... Uh, this grape is from this area. Oh, yeah. From Beaujolais. Yeah, Centimore. What's your favorite um, sub-appellation of Beaujolais? Do you have one? Because I have one. <laughs> I mean... I, oh, 
Which um, <laughs> some people it, ask questions and they just want to answer it themselves. If y'all want to read the thing I wrote for Delectable recently, all about it, you'll know. Uh, no, um, I've always been a fan of Renier. Oh, Renier, okay. Renier, Renier. Also, Renier. if I like want something lighter, I go for some Flory. Mm-hmm. If I want something heavier, I'm into the Julianas. Moulin Event, that's my favorite. It you drinks. Like the it actually Whoa. drinks because to me it drinks like a Burgundy, like a proper it's a, Burgundy. It can oh, be a very rich. Yeah, Moulin Event uh, is really, really good. Yeah, it's my fave. I had one once. It blew my mind. You'll have another. Blew my mind. Were you at Raw Wine as well? I missed it. Boo. Boo. <laughs> um, but I yes. Feel like, I feel like I was the only person that didn't go. There were a lot it of people there. Yeah. Quite enough. It was an exhausting kind of day. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so, so I was there and I saw periodically, I'm like, who's this dude with the sound guy and a whole, like, you had a whole mobile situation going on. And well, my were, friend David was there helping me. And you were, because yeah. sound guys are only named David. Um <laughs> 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 David says, yeah. He's giving us a nod. Uh, and so finally, and I was, I'd run into some friends from class who were, by the end of the event, uh, they were very intoxicated. I mean, I was, but they were very intoxicated. I was like, I'm going to go talk to that guy because he has a podcast. And, and I was going to get in and get out. And they right. kinda, I felt bad because they no, got it, in and stayed. But, you know, but sometimes when there's a lot of wine around and you're holding a microphone, people like to talk into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were yeah. very mm-hmm. much into it. And it's good. I mean, we're looking for colorful yeah. tape. But um, I had a fun time listening to it. Oh, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> I've listened to all of it because that is the journalism I'm doing. I'm wow. going home and I'm listening to it. All the so dailies. And you're editing it down to a tight three minutes. Wow. It, it, it probably will. <laughs> I have I've yet to release an episode of Richard's Famous Food Podcast that's more than 15 minutes. I noticed that. I was yeah. like, I kind of like that. But, yeah. but Well, you know what my breathe. dictum is? What? Never leave them wanting less. I agree with that. I think most things are too long. <laughs> like most things are movies, too long. Movies, <laughs> mini podcasts. That's how exactly. I feel about plays. Plays. I'm not that about plays. Right. But, well, that's why I couldn't go. I have rehearsal. I'm doing a play. It opens at the end of January, so... Oh, so you're in rehearsals during during Raw. Mm -hmm. Well, it opens in January. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so we've been we've been working on it for a bit, but yeah. Oh, yeah. How cool! It's an adaptation of uh, Macbeth. Macbeth meets Double Indemnity. Oh wow! Really? I'm really excited for this. I've seen Sean with this theater company before. You guys do bizarre things and great things. Yep. Both bizarre and great. Bizarre and great at the same time senses of all those words so are so. the witches going to be like all femme fatales or how are you guys handling that it's like exactly it's me and three women cool so oh wow end, yeah oh i'm interested to see this production I, i'm i plan on going come on down will it have a residency again it's at uh, the shakespeare center oh the oh, last great. two weekends you know chris of, anthony oh, yeah. i don't okay I, anyway go um, on. <laughs> of uh, january so yeah. like 17 18 19 and then 20 Six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, something like that. Yeah. Is it called Macbeth? It's called Double Double. Ah. Nice. Is double Double. So as, as uh, um, just to to go back to what we sometimes we sometimes try and pretend we have when we call this the situation where we find people's situation with wine. What's yeah. your wine situation? Your I situation? can answer that question however I like. Yeah, yeah however you it's like. Very Begin at the beginning and end when you're done. Well, I have a friend who uh, I will badly paraphrase now who was paraphrasing another writer. <laughs> uh, my friend named Adam Golner, he is, he's a serious food writer and sort of an avuncular food writer spirit in my life, being like four and a half years older than me or whatever. <laughs> I always kind of looked up to him. But he said something and he was kind of paraphrasing William Saroyan. And it, mm-hmm. it's, it's the most like, tr- the weirdest sentence that made the most sense to me. It's about food. He mm-hmm. said something about like when you're eating a dish, like really taste the food 
And I know that. <laughs> no. So with wine, it's like, I feel <laughs> like what's interesting to me about wine, a big part of it is that I'm really trying hard to understand like what I love, what I'm drawn to, what I'm repelled by yeah. and what kind of, uh, what intoxicates me, what, what like makes me want to know more, uh, and like in storytelling, you know, like being, I guess, a, a journalist or whatever I am, um, there's a lot of great stories in wine. Yeah. And also oh, yeah, the idea that it, it is literally a never ending quest. <sighs> yes. And that, my friends, that's like what it's all about. That's yeah. what, li- and, and, but, but having, trying to have the presence to like taste this wine and think about it and what I like about it um, is what I like about food and mm-hmm. wine and conversation and stories and people and all my curiosities. So, so you think it just kind of dovetails into like your curiosity around food? And exactly. All that stuff too? Yeah. yeah. Also, does it sound like I took like windowpane acid at 9am by the way? <laughs> I'm just like, it's you look still like someone who microdoses bit, yeah. every day. Yeah. I'm still seeing all the connections in the universe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Like you can read everyone. Like you got it off. I'm just kidding. I feel like wine <laughs> metaphorically connects to so much of life. So I don't know. Yeah. It's important, it's, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Wine, well, wine is food. So yeah. that's an obvious bridge right there. And the more you learn about it, the more you know you know nothing. Yes, exactly. And yeah. you could go down so many rabbit holes with it, and it's like all that just in like one little glass of liquid. The humility it requires. And also, mm-hmm. specifically with wine, and one of the reasons why I want to do stories about wine, because I've always shied away from that, and I've had an opportunity to write about wine before, and I, I just did not. I hesitate to like pretend like I'm an expert in anything in any way yeah. and speak with authority on anything, <laughs> which is probably why I, I let other people talk, and then I write it down or I play it or whatever. <laughs> right. um, so I've shied away from that. Being able to take it seriously, but not take myself too seriously, yeah. I think will be the challenge in, in doing something about wine. So with my podcast, is there's sort of like a lot of comedy and surreality and like, you know, humor in it. And so I felt like it's perfect for me because I have this love of wine, but at the same time, Oh my gosh, we're so precious and ridiculous. Come on, guys. Yeah. Don't tell. What? I should be shot. I feel like I'm weirdly, uh, I, I hear all that and it's a good reminder because I feel like I'm weirdly in this in-between world of like doing some hardcore studying with wine at the same time getting like really irritated by s- some people's attitude about wine yeah. Yeah. and trying to figure out when I'm writing things how to keep a sense of humor about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how to keep a levity about it yeah i think people can get really precious about it my uh, god because it is a very precious thing but and the natural wine world is especially interesting to be around because the different attitudes you you come into that it's like in some ways is a brand new thing and in some ways is you're just like but you're doing the same thing like the old guard did sometimes <laughs> yeah like the attitude around it i don't mm-hmm. know i try and be open to anything that's tasty I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sorry, I just made that about me, but you got me thinking because I'm like, oh, I yeah. I hope you will. Yeah. I, I was asking people at Raw Wine, I was going around with a microphone, or in some cases, I had someone holding the microphone for me. That's uh, right. Which is what she knows. But I was going around, and I was asking people, I was trying to get them to say their least favorite wine words. I thought I'd make a funny, like a glossary yeah. section yeah. or something like that. And a couple European people told me they don't like the way Americans use the word sommelier Mm. and the way that we have this like, you know, this designation, at least this is my, do they think we use it for too many or too too few? I think maybe it's that or, or the idea that that makes you better. And now I'm totally interpreting, you know, based on 
like feelings that I have that I've already kind of gestured towards. <laughs> but, uh, but like, I, I, for, for me, it seemed like it was like, how could you say that, you know, like the, the idea of someone being authority is like used too quickly, maybe here or something uh, like that? Possibly. Yeah. Because as we just, I feel like oh. we all kind of agreed on the point that like, you know, it's just like, this is a thing that you will never know everything about, yeah. right? Right. And that's how I interpreted that, but... Yeah. Interesting. Uh, interesting. I could see it that way, or I could also see them saying that, like, people are way too, like, precious about it in terms of, like, accreditation here. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's where the biggest thing, I feel like Americans yeah. are like, oh, like, so you did that thing where you have yeah. to blind taste all that wine. I'm like, no, that was a movie about a, an accreditation <laughs> I mean, course, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I always, I've said this a million times. That was a movie that was in your Netflix queue for two years. Exactly. And, you, and it's it great. It's Tuesday. very entertaining. Oh, I've watched it so many times, but I've also so taken some of those tests, yeah. so it was, kept me going. Yeah, well, you know, and it's like, it, it's a great, you know. But I'll be the first to say that having pins doesn't necessarily mean all that much. I mean, mm-hmm. it means something, but it's, I mean, it's, you learn more just by like, Drinking and reading. But I would imagine there's a lot more quote-unquote sommeliers in Europe that you have think? never been through any kind oh, of accreditation oh, yeah. program. But they have that same type you, you, of sort of expertise. Yes. Yes. But they don't have a pin. Yeah. And that's there's somehow like, oh, if you don't have the pin, you're not a sommelier. Yeah, that, that's Americans, not true. Americans like titles, right? Yeah. Well, I, maybe that's true. I think Americans like finishing things. Mm. They're like, I did that. You know? <laughs> and you're like, well, but it doesn't mean that like you're done. You know, it's like, I'm an adult now. Yeah. Americans also love to create a revenue stream out of yeah. like, telling people <laughs> yes. that they are then now the thing. I right. mean, <laughs> the, the, the pins alone. Like, a I mean, lot of people, I mean, people are making millions of dollars at the court yeah. by accrediting and classes and schools. I mean, like, it's a, it's a business. Man. So that's America right there. I mean, the thing I'm Sean, in right now is British. Sorry, but no, no, follow the sorry. money. <laughs> Rule 101. Follow the money, guys. Journalism 101 right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's I true. Mean, we like our stuff. We like our merch. Be like our yeah. yeah, and people like to start businesses here, and they like to be rich. Yep. So it encourages things like that. I was just in Mexico last week. Oh, oh nice. Where about Mexico City? Love it. And uh, I mean, it's just like I hate to sound like a you know nineteen year old study abroad. <laughs> Like, you know. <laughs> oh, sound however you want. Did you but stay in Condesa, man. I mean, I, I did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but th- I mean that. Man, that culture just like was so much better <laughs> in yeah. ours. Like mm. the culture of that city was mm-hmm. incredible. Like I've, I don't know why this made such an impression on me, but staying in Condesa, there are in the middle of the street there are these meridians and there's trees and there's like these there are these pedestrian walkways yeah. and everybody's always walking and they're always out with their dogs. These amazing looking dogs are everywhere and they're not on leashes, which would never happen here. No, and they're these beautiful like terracotta pots with like succulents in them. And in America, those things would be destroyed, mm. tagged, yeah. stolen, uh. and they're just there. And nobody yeah. messes with them. Right. And that was, to me, I was like, I'm in a totally different place. You know, like you know, the yeah. language is one thing and all that, but like that stuff was like, we just have not figured anything out yet. <laughs> I mean, we're just- where, where are you from out of yeah. curiosity? I'm, I grew up about like a mile that way. Okay, because yeah. I was like, you could be describing a city, except yeah. for the succulents, like in the Midwest. There's nice oh, things okay. sitting around that people don't you know, don't maybe, mess with. Well, Beverly maybe. Hills. I mean, Beverly Hills is pretty nice. Yeah, I grew but up around Melrose they, and Western. You know. But maybe it's that I don't know enough enough about America that I'm saying this. Maybe I only no, know about LA. No, I know. What well, you I like it's very. Yeah, it's is like you're describing. Though yeah. it seems accurate. Like people will mess with things and. 
just don't care. It's like, this know. is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. <laughs> I can't give you nice things, City. Uh, I'd, love to, I'd love to buy you some terracotta pots or some succulents in Los Angeles, but mm-hmm. you see what happens, see what you do to it when you get it, you did break you, it. Did you go to Mexico for a purpose, and did you drink Mexican wine? Uh, yes, I made a point of drinking Mexican wine. I, I went uh, on a vacation. Uh, yeah, f- a oh my long god! Weekend. Wait, what? Yeah, oh what? My, my girlfriend and I had the goal Shit. of leaving the country in uh, 2018, and we made that goal Good just job. under the wire. Fantastic! But I'd never flown into. Me- I'd only been to border towns in Mexico and Baja, and I'd never flown into Mexico. You know, been to Ensenada and um, the Guadalupe Valley. I'd went to do a wine thing oh, there. Yay. I would need to do that. I yeah, but that's fun. I went to a natural wine bar in Mexico City called Loop, uh, yeah. which I enjoyed. Um, they had some cool wines there. I mean, we drank beachy wine. I'm sure you guys are I down I still with have the yet beach. to try it. They ran oh, out real uh, fast at Raw. It's like, so popular. I, I am suspicious of anything that popular. It's, it's yeah. very good, but yeah. it seems very... I don't know what it is. is. Is it the label? Is it the fact that it's from Mexico? But it has an amazing story behind it. Oh, yeah? I, yeah. I actually I I, interviewed that guy, the, the winemaker. His name is Noel Tejas. I, I interviewed him the night before um, at now serving the cookbook store in Chinatown. Oh, cool. And, uh, I mean, he's making wine in Tecate, which, I mean, I think I've heard of Tecate, but mm-hmm. it makes me think of, of a beer. beer. Of <laughs> a beer, yeah. Uh, um, but his family has been there forever, and they have this land, and... During Prohibition, Mexico, northern Mexico, started making wine for California. Mm. And there were a lot of Europeans in California. There's a lot of Italian varietals. And one of the grapes that they planted there, they whatever that technique of uh, farming and winemaking is called, where they mix the, the, the grapes. Field blend? Oh, right. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I like it. Field blend. Yeah. yeah. Field blend Sounds should be a sub-podcast of the wine situation. Yeah. Welcome back to field blend. It's just Sean uh, and I running through fields, uh-huh. plucking things and tasting them. But among these grapes <laughs> Making were... Making daisy chains. Yeah. <laughs> he oh, loves me, that would he be loves me not. Killer. He loves me, he loves me not. Every episode, three hours long. So anyway, sorry, Bichy. <laughs> He's ma- making wine from a grape that, you know, he calls Mission. Yeah. Uh, which is the mission grape. This yeah. is the grape that is brought by the missionaries to the New World and planted by seed in, uh, in South America. They call it mm. Pais and Creole. And least on... Least on, uh, least on yeah. In, in, in the Canary Islands, but it's, it's died off in both Spain and mostly in California. But uh, there are a couple of winemakers who, who make this wine. Like Harrington makes mm. a mission grape wine. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of the South American producers that I've make... I've had Pais before. Right. Yeah. Pais, yeah. you can find. Chile. Yeah. Mission Pais grape Chile. Or, or as... But he makes a wine that, uh, from the mission grape, which I just love. I'm writing a story about it right now. So oh, cool. I'm, I'm trying to drink a lot of mission grape wine. I was going to say, you're nice. really oh, yeah. well versed in this. I mean, look, you, I want to be able to fully write, write off the $200 uh, ah. payment. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I actually don't know what my rate is going to be and it's for the LA Times oh cool um, yeah there's a, a great editor named Peter Meehan who used to work oh, at yeah. uh, Lucky Peach and he just started at the LA Times oh sweet and I'm very excited to work with him that's amazing cool. that's great congratulations thank you that's really good yeah I, I wrote some stuff for him at Lucky Peach and now he's it's it's great that you know, that was a fantastic the LA Times has made some really banging hires in yeah. the, the wake of Jonathan Gold's death Peter Meehan, Lucas Peterson, who did Dining on a Dime, and oh, cool. he wrote yeah. the the Frugal Traveler column for the New York Times mm-hmm. most recently. He's there, and I mean, there are a couple other people. Bill Addison, hmm. the Eater critic, who does oh, the yeah, 38 yeah. Best yeah. Restaurants every year, he just joined oh, the LA Times. Cool. And there's a food writer, and I 
can't remember her name, but uh, I think she was in Phoenix or uh, in somewhere in Arizona. But people are really excited about her coming too. Do they happen to be looking for a regular wine writer? It's <laughs> a good uh, idea. Uh, I mean, but you're, but you're writing about the mission. That's well, this is more of a history story. It, cool. So anyway, the beachy thing was interesting f- for me because it's like this is this grape that came to the New World because of because the Franciscans brought it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I love it. You go to missions and they're like, this was a historic blending of cultures. And it's like, when are we going to start calling that what it is, you know? Um, but I love Imperialization. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, or genocide maybe. I yeah, don't know. that too, yeah. No, but I think that it's interesting that it came in at one point all the wine in the New World, altar wine and, and dry wine, and they made this fortified wine called Angelica, was made right here in Los Angeles oh, on the yeah. banks of the L.A. River. Yeah. yeah. Before Northern California had any winemaking. Yeah. Vinya Street were the original vineyards. And I think he was the first guy who brought like a a noble grape variety to L.A. Because before that, it was just Mission Grape wine. Mm -hmm. And then it completely disappeared. But then it was being made during Prohibition. And so I love the fact that there's this mix of culture and city. There's Spain. There's America. There's Mexico. And then now in 2018... It's like these bottles are the hippest bottles to order at night market or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how this this wine is coming back to this culture here. So I just love that. Full you know? circle. Yeah. It's cool. The hipsters are buying the wine that they, they used to be planted right under their feet. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's the circle of grapes. King Kamehameha was a fan of uh, Mission Grape wine. <laughs> there we go. So I, look, uh, I'm not going to be able to fit it into the article, so... Get it in here. Get it in get here. Get it in here now. Um, oh, this wine just because uh, I want to shout them out in terms of uh, I, in terms of new wine things in LA. Uh, it's from Vino Vore, which uh, has ninety five percent like uh, wines made by women winemakers, which makes me oh, is that right? Very yeah, happy. Yeah, Vino Vore. It's right next to yeah. Barkeepers now, next door to it. Both sure, down places. on Hoover, right? Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that that was their That's like their concept. Thing, yeah, though. That's yeah fantastic. it's mostly women in, in that wine. That is so cool. And they carry I've. I went there actually originally seeking a, a skin contact Pinot Gris from Oregon that I'd had recently that was amazing, but they had sold out. And then I was like, I know this wine and it's from the fair where I met you. So I should get that. And I'm glad I did. I'm so glad you got yeah. this. I don't think that I tasted it. So did good. you taste this at the... Yeah, it's I good, did. right? Should we talk about it? Yeah, what do you guys let's, think? Let me, let's play what's in the glass a little more. What's in the glass? You can get into that dorky wine analyzing, thinking about... Oh, jeez. Okay, thing. I'll try. Here, okay. No, no, no. You... you there are no wrong answers. For the listeners at home, we are We're swirling. swiveling. It's swirling. really more of a nervous habit at this point. See, I for don't me. even know what to call this. I just sit here like swirling nervously. Twirl. I call it twirling. <laughs> I call it swishing. We can't really analyze what it looks like in here because it's it's, it is, dark. it's dark and romantic in here. You got rim variation. Not a lot. Not a lot. What are you looking for? Rim variation, like how much it f- fades or changes at the end. It, it looks kind of like garnet, but that yeah. may just be the light. Do I have too much wine in my glass to do that? You, no. no. I'll give you garnet. You're good. I'm learning on the fly here. You're teaching me everything. You're, you're doing well. And then, and then take a sniff. A sniff? Oh. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. He just... Uh, I was going to drink it. Uh, hmm. God, it's like so spicy. Uh, it's spicy. I get like, yeah. a, like a red petal, like a Ooh. red petal of a flower. It's a little floral. It's a little like spicy, by which I mean like cinnamon and clove. Yeah. And star anise, maybe. Um, and like rich, dark cherry thingies. I don't know. There we go. Yeah, it's like I was, I was thinking cherries, but it almost feels like it's, it's like, like spicier than that. But what? I think I, I think if you split up the spice, yeah, I like what you're saying. Maybe a brandied cherry? 
Poss- you know, cherries always make sense. I mean, it does smell like boozy cherries. It does smell like boozy cherries. I'll give you brandy cherry. Yeah, actually, well, it has a kind of like ripeness or sweetness that makes me think of Luxardo cherries. If right. You guys, yeah. But, it, mm-hmm. but like maybe maybe an art, uh, further artisanalized, maybe a homemade. Like a, oh, yeah. It's like my friend's like, no, I got it's the Luxardo steeping. recipe. And I, you know, I live in Oakland and I, I tried it. And this <laughs> I grew a cherry tree. Yeah, I grew a cherry tree. I, I cannot tell a lie. The cherries. <laughs> Put them in some booze. So, um, yeah, and uh, it's, you can tell it's pretty young wine because it's still just like mostly fruit smells and stuff. And there's like a really soft, subtle vegetal thing there, too. Oh, yeah. This is a complex wine. Maybe this is, uh, a, good this wine. is a complex wine. Lovage? Lovage? Total. It's so much lovage. Chervil. I didn't want to say lovage. I didn't want to sound like an asshole. But it's, <laughs> it's a little bit of chervil. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a Dantel <laughs> herb of some kind. It's a Dantel herb. <laughs> It's a fern. Uh, <laughs> it's a fern in the... Uh, Don asked me what the name of that herb is, but it might be lovage. Lovage. Yeah. Lovage. Do you guys always have this much fun? Oh, yeah. Mm, okay. no, no, this is the most we've ever... <laughs> I mean, wrong. Uh, you are the most fun guest. Yes, uh, you've been the most fun we've ever had. No, we, we try to have Thank fun. you for yeah. picking up what I was putting down. But actually, no. I mean, we no, have had some... this is great. Uh, oh... No. Apple. Oh, oh, wait. David Dave calling out green um, apple. Dave's got his whiteboard. Is this. <laughs> <laughs> David, you can just ask us. Is that a whiteboard that is part of your, your kit? This is it's new. This kit. is a new. <laughs> This is a new bit. This is a new bit. It's called David, David, David's whiteboard. So it's his, it's where he guys, holds up questions. He just <laughs> held up a stick figure that's flicking us off. And uh, no. <laughs> no, he held something up that said, "Do you guys get green apple in this?" I could see caramel apple. <laughs> um, I don't, but also we're still on the nose here, right? Yeah. yeah sorry, we. I also actually just got the weirdest tasting note. I mean, the smell out of it. Oh. I got sushi rice. I have no idea where that came from. I get umabashi plum. Uh, no idea where that came from. Umabashi plum. Umabashi. Yeah. That's yes. it. Yes, there we go. I get umabashi plum. That's actually the exact This might be the longest you. we've spent on the nose. This is the longest, and we've spent some long time. Hey, on I nose. could do another 20 minutes just on the nose. Yeah. Let's drink. <laughs> Let's drink. Yes, ma'am. So then usually I do structure first. If I'm going to be technical, bass is pretty high. My yeah. mouth so, is watering. So structure refers to. The, the things that don't have anything to do with the flavor. So okay. the, the acid. Acid, sugar content. The okay. tannins. Tannin. The, the alcohol level. The body. The mm-hmm. intensity. I'm going to put the alcohol probably. Oh, yeah. Let's all guess. It seems Tw- actually kind of high. Yeah. 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 I, think I think this got pretty ripe. Yeah. I'm going to say 13. 12.5 or 13. You know what I would say about this wine? Feel free to kick me off the podcast after this and then... Uh, Maybe Dave can take my place, but uh, <laughs> we'll see what he writes on the whiteboard. Yeah, right. This wine is kind of hot. 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 It, it's it, yeah. hot. And it's, just, it's just sort yeah. of like a like there's there's a. So it could be hot. That's yeah. just the centimeter. Um, well, I, I was going to go thirteen point five. I was just going to say it is a little hot. Yeah. For uh, yeah, let's find out what Sometimes it is. Sometimes I can get. What's your guess? I say thirteen point five. Sean says twelve. I say twelve point five to thirteen. Twelve. Seven. What's your guess? Are you you priced writing? Although some French wines, they give you a range. (laughs) 14%. I win for being closest. Yeah. Yeah, 14%. You're right. This is a hot wine. This is a hot wine, yeah. Mm. I didn't think it would be higher than that, which is why I did the 12.7. That's actually so high for a gamay. Super high, yeah. (laughs) For Beaujolais. It's crazy. I feel like 12, maybe. 12, Yeah, but like, yeah. Yeah, But but 14, that's high. What year is it? Most of her wines are not that high, right? Um, They aren't. As high as like 
I don't know, an Epicat. <laughs> yeah. It's 2017. 2017. Oh, okay. it's a newbie. Yeah. I don't know what the vintage, the 2017 exactly. I'm going to get vintage. Dave to say something on mic before this podcast okay. is over. Good luck. Look at you taking over the, with your <laughs> podcasting instincts. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I love it. It's Do it. Do it. It's All this right. whole. Have it's you ever said anything? Oh, yeah, persim- yes. Persimmon. I'll give You're you so persimmon. right because yeah. persimmons have that spicy, the oh. baking spice thing. Right, oh, Penna's going to actually Everybody, talk. This is Dave. Or tell her. I've talked before, but I really, if not green <laughs> apple, the chaya persimmon is what I wrote down. Yeah, More I see than that. Fuyu, or the, they're completely different they're animals. Different. Yeah. yeah, there's a bite to the the one that looks like a. a yeah, drop. well, the hot chaya okay. have those sort of baking spice yeah. flavors to them. All right, that's enough out of you, Dave. <laughs> okay, that's Ooh, enough. I see. What, all, I see how you did that there. You're you like, Give already me back got mic. to talk about chocolate sorbet on the Instagram. <laughs> Look, in my defense, the, you guys have these very professional. Like three pounder mic stands, and I was mm-hmm. holding it with my left hand. Oh, geez, these are heavy. And uh, yeah. I didn't want to put it down on the Zoom H6N. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Hachia being the the, the bigger dewdrop, the one, one that you want to that you want to keep wait. it soft. Yeah. Are, you, are you guys nerding out about persimmons yes. right now? Let's do it. You, well, they need to get super. They need to get like so mushy that you yeah. push a hole in them. They don't. Unlike the fuyus, which you can just slice and eat, and then you just want to freeze them and eat them like ice cream. Hachias you can eat right away, and the fuyu you yeah. have to you have to let get mushy. Yeah, the fuyus no, no. are the squat ones. No, other way around. No, other yeah, way around. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, fuyus are, are the squat squish. ones, and you can. I'm eat not those a huge fan and, of yeah. either, really. Oh, yeah, I, I used it. I, I did like a meal kit I'm thing, and I them. used one the other day, and it was actually really good. I love putting uh, fuyu persimmons in salads. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I find they work very well. Uh, I like to have, as you know, maybe because I don't know if you remember this part when I was being asked the. The provenance of my food podcast oh, yeah, name, Richard's famous food podcast. Salad dressing. When I was a kid, I made this salad dressing, and I I called it Richard's food. famous, and it, and it had Roquefort and uh, sounds so good. And dill and anchovy paste. You make like a mayonnaise. Whoa! You can make it without the anchovies. I'm uh, I'm a <laughs> vegetarian. Okay. But I find that persimmons go very well with like salty cheese, mm. like you know, like if you oh, have like a blue no, cheese dressing. No, that makes so much sense. Um, a persimmon like a and, like, and, and then like a nut thing. in there, like is oh. good too. And yeah. can, can you make us? Can can we be on your podcast? <laughs> I know, right? We bring wine if you make a salad. There we go. Sounds like a good salad. And we'll talk about wine. My girlfriend usually makes the salad in the house these days she's a master uh, salad maker but you the, know it takes a lot of skill to make a good salad it does, it does. people think it's just chopping no, and no, putting no. ingredients together no Au no contra. no <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to know a thing or two about lovage yeah. to make a good salad <laughs> uh, but I had a persimmon tree in my in my backyard oh. growing up and it was a hachia persimmon tree and I didn't like them they were mm-hmm. too sweet for me but I grew very much grew into the, the taste of them and now I love the fuyus as well yeah, my stepmom had one, and they would make oh, muffins. Oh, you California all the time. boys! I yeah. Yeah. We should have up. one until Northern my twenties. Where, uh, like Santa Rosa area, Sonoma County, and Fantastic. a little bit in Marin County. Yeah. I hope you w- was anybody affected by those terrible fires yeah. that we had? I'm they sorry. definitely were. Yeah, it was, it's terrible. It was awful. I'm sorry. Yeah, N- no one immediate family, but good friends of mine lost their house. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. Bummer. Yeah, it's crazy. It was really weird. I was up there like a year later, and like. Like a full residential area was oh. just burned down. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, a place that you would think would be totally immune to that kind of fire. Yep. Yeah, it was very bizarre. It's the new normal, guys. Yep. Ah. The Let's new not normal. What, what did Jerry Brown say? He, he had something to, he had a retort to that yeah. where he was like the new abnormal. Yeah. yeah. I dated right. Linda Ronstadt. I'm Jerry Brown. Oh, Should be. He's fantastic. <laughs> he, I, I love that he dated Linda Ronstadt. That's so random. I mean, 
but think about that time in, in yeah. like in culture and in politics and uh. like you know like the fact that like Linda Ronstadt and the governor of California at the time mm-hmm. <laughs> and again were dating in the seventies. There was no traffic on you know. <laughs> there was no Whole Foods three sixty five. Come on, people. Um, they probably had some traffic though. Yeah. Yeah, but then gas was expensive, and then you had to take a moped, you know, to the Sunset Strip moped. or whatever. You're doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's when gra- mopeds came into vogue in the seventies. My the grandfather had a moped. It was like basically a glorified bicycle. Yeah, like you could pedal it like a bike, and then it would also like then you could like kick it, and it would like. And it was always breaking down. You have to uh-huh. kind of be handy and work yeah. on it a little bit. I, mm-hmm. I did a story about so in in cities there are these regional moped gangs that have oh, sprung yeah. up. Oh so yeah, like, my friend was in one in Sonoma County. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Was it Creatures of the Loin? That's the Maybe. San Francisco. I don't know the name. But <laughs> Creatures of the Loin is San Francisco. Sounds so tawdry. Bobby yeah. and well, Jen, if they're you're tenderloin guys. Yeah. Uh, but it all started in Kalamazoo, Michigan. But then every city had their own gang, or sometimes two. Yeah. Like um, I can't remember what the LA gang is called. But Sharks. Hmm. The Jets. <laughs> Are you a so sure of Normie? What was that? <laughs> yeah, the, what was the other one? Coppola movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the Outsiders. Yeah, yeah. Um, Soda pop. Soda pop. Yeah. What? Sochian. What's the other? Yeah. What's group? the other one? Grease. Greaser. Greaser. Yeah. Of course. Or just Grease. Social Grease. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> look. It's just Macbeth over and over again, people. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Creeps and petty pays. What's the line that you're today. like most excited about? Is this a dagger which That's I see before me? Wait, what? Uh, probably just like the tomorrow and tomorrow speech because mm. Lady That's Macbeth gets out out mm-hmm. damn spot right yeah. yeah and there's there's very little Macbeth in there too oh, oh, really? you know more more uh, Fred McMurray. Life is but a poor player that starts and frets his hour oh, upon yeah. the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound, sound and fury, curious. signifying nothing. nothing. I mean, like yes. if that does not just culminate the human condition right there. I mean, if you want to act doesn't? and you want to spell it with a capital letter, yeah. you better be able to deliver that line. <laughs> all you have to do is fucking say it. <laughs> you don't have to act much. Is that all it is? Just oh, really? say much. it. Yeah, just Shakespeare, language just so like... Beautiful. Yeah, if you just think about that. Just like you know? execute the language properly and it's kind of like music. God, he's good. And he had some good yeah. food scenes too. And Shakespeare? Wine. Oh, yeah. well, oh, yeah. I mean. Great banquet hey. scenes. So I recently did a one night only. Titus. I just recently did a one night only of oh, that. Oh, you did? It was oh, so right. fantastic. Oh my God. Because in There's the end. Just, it's a pile of bodies. I was one of, of the like two people alive left at the end and that's just because I was like a messenger like in the second act. It's just a pile of bodies. They're just like, oh, nope, now you're dead. Now you're dead. I'm like, he could have just done this in the first act and it would all be Done, but yeah, it goes blood on. Wedding, blood wedding, and the, I mean, they're eating pie made of humans. Like, oh man. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to to Sorry. let's finish what's in the glass. Oh, finish yes. it, finish it. <laughs> so we stopped. We're Americans. We like finishing things <laughs> and making money. My girl, I like to finish sometimes. Uh, uh, so acid, hi, alcohol, as we determined, hi. Sorry, I'm into making Ellen dirty jokes. Ellen in a very dirty joke, you guys. I don't even know if anyone caught that, but I caught it. Yeah. No, it was good, I, but it was Soda Voce. It was Soda Voce, yeah. yeah. That's the only way I can get away with it. Rewind, listeners. Uh, tannins, I'm going to say, are like medium, medium low. Yeah, some tan. So tannins, put them at medium. how do you yeah, identify medium. them? It's, I mean, the, the classic way for me is like if They're you are a phenol. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's it the classic the way, of the grape. phenol. Yeah, That's the only phenol. word that I know better the meaning of than tannin. It's phenol. a phenol. It's a phenol. Um, uh, but like leaving a tea bag in tea for too long. Right. Yeah, the thing that dries your gums. And acid your, is like like citrus. It's like how much you feel like saliva coming up is how you can kind like of gauge pucker. that. Like the pucker. Like you, you really take a sip of orange juice and you're like... I love yeah, acidity. <laughs> I love Me acidity too. In yeah. wine and everything. But. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah got to add a squeeze of lime to anything. It'll make it taste better. Right. Or a lemon. Or a lemon. Or a lime. Or a grapefruit. Or a lemon. <laughs> I like I like lemon. Your equal opportunity citrus. Creep. Um. <laughs> um, all right, so we got some medium tan. So yeah, some medium body, tannin. I put it medium. Flavor intensity, I put it medium plus. It's pretty intense. No, maybe medium. Complex. It's complex. Oh, so yeah. yeah. Length. You know what? We didn't even look at the legs to figure out the alcohol. Like dummies. Look at those legs. It's because we can't see anything in here. I can see it now. So that's not something that is considered... It doesn't uh, have anything to do with quality. It's uh, uh, my, my mother taught me this. It, it tells you alcohol content, basically. Pretty much. The more or legs, sugar. the more alcohol, right? The fatter the tears. Or sugar, Or the possibly. fatter the, the leg. The yeah. fatter and slower. Okay. The fatter, slower, Oh, I higher. see. So you want to swirl and then watch it And then watch, fall. yeah. And it yeah. has nothing to do with quality, though. Yeah, it just teaches you sugar or alcohol. It is beautiful. It's pretty. That's beautiful. <laughs> I'll make that into a lamp and put it in front of my window. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Right. Tis the season, guys. Tis Christmas. What do we um, taste? Oh, Mabashi plums. <laughs> and Christmas spice and black that cherries. That is really right on, though, the plum. Well, you I got me really started. Good about that. I feel good about that, too. Thank you. Well, there's yeah. something a little saline, like a little mineral on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I was getting sushi rice, because there's like hint of like seaweed. So like dried papered seaweed. Like a little uh, iodine. Sushi. Yeah. Seaweed. I don't know. Yeah. It's a very complex, delicious. I was going to ask if the sushi rice, oh, olive. Yeah. Oh, the whiteboard's coming. But have you had a Syrah? Then you'll get olive. I think the reason I don't get olive because I think when I th- think of olive, it's it's like a fatty, like like coating Syrah, round thing. Olive. And yeah. yeah, I think, or at least it's that's a little too. But maybe, but depending on how that olive that was cured though. or pickled or whatever. Oh yeah. There's a there's well. A, this is an expert pickler, incidentally. I hear. I do make pickles. Make I, and pickles. I mean, the logo of my food podcast Parks is me as a pickle. Yeah, this yeah. guy. You're a pickler? Yeah. Are you a pickler? I'm a longtime pickler. Ah. Actually, 11 years ago was the first time I made a holiday gift of pickles. I just like made some pickles at home, and I was like, whoever I see this Christmas, How whoever I run into. How do you feel about pickled eggs? I'm in favor of them. Okay. I'm in favor of anything pickled. Yeah. But I've, I've definitely moved away from vinegar pickling much of anything into like okay. fermentation. Oh, in, fun. Like, most of the last decade like kombucha kind of stuff well yes but like for example so this is a tradition that continues to this day 11 years later i'm still making something spicy every fall into winter and then giving it out to just whoever i see as like a little holiday gift and now it's a fermented chili and garlic hot sauce usually Mm -hmm. and then sometimes i add homemade red Mm -hmm. wine vinegar or something sweet Mm -hmm. and this year I, i did the hottest red habaneros with with garlic that I found at the Hollywood Farmer's Market a couple weeks ago. And I actually, I had the great honor, I must tell you, of of speaking with the preeminent authority and and expert on fermentation, I think in the world. Whoa, who's that? His name is Sandor Katz. And I spoke with him yesterday and it was so awesome to talk to him. But he suggested, I told him about a ferment that I had going on. I got this great crock. And it's this beautiful Ohio stoneware crock. It, it comes with these custom weights inside of it because with fermentation, you want an anaer- yeah. anaerobic environment. So you want everything submerged, yeah. submerged and yeah. things tend to float to the you top because creating yeah. air bubbles. Yeah. The carbon's coming out. The chemistry's changing. So you use these weights. But I had chopped up the peppers in a food processor 
And so oh. gravity was doing its thing. And uh, like two days after the ferment started, now my weights are just at the bottom of the crock. So I was talking to him about this. We were making hay of this as, as two fermentation, fermentation. guys. Yeah. And he suggested that I go get some sweet potatoes and cook them and, and make like a mash and put that in to like continue making so like a chunky a sugar hot sauce to, to get those sugars and, yeah. and fermentation it loves sugar to eat up Even, yeah it's so necessary it, chilies tend to be kind of sugary yeah. Uh, yeah. but I think that I'm going to try that this year do because it. when the foremost you know authority on pickling tells you so to, tell you to sweet buy potato, some sweet potatoes you listen. but he's a fantastic guy and he so was it like a mush you have Wait, to read I'm, the I'm art of do you like the Bar Tartine cookbook because that has a lot of crazy yeah no I'm a big fan of that cookbook definitely yeah I like it I love that restaurant um, I've never been. I just have the cookbook. I love fermented things. Tartine. San Francisco. Do you have a favorite? A favorite cookbook? I mean, it probably uh, The Joy of Cooking. Yes! Yeah. Thank you! Yeah. There you go. Bringing it back. And no, thank you. I, That's why I have like five editions because I have an old edition. Best. In the last I episode have from of like my the food 40s podcast. to the most recent. Oh, you have 40s. I have like a really old one that was my grandparents. Oh. I have a 1963 and I was... I love reading all those old school recipes. I love I w- it. I wanted to mention something in my podcast about eating squirrels because I, I talked to this woman <laughs> in Galax, Virginia and I have a bit of tape with her where she's talking about what they would eat. There was this wood stove and it was the stove that they used to heat the house and they also cooked everything on it and it was like daddy would go out and hunt uh-huh. and we would cook pone bread on it which is what's pone bread you know everything is yeah. like, well it's what we call corn bread. bread yeah exactly <laughs> i'd never heard that before um and both of my parents are from the south uh. and uh, but then we got to well sometimes it was fried chicken and sometimes it was squirrel meat and i was like what but we used to eat a ton of squirrel meat in the United States, and we just don't anymore. But in the 1963 edition of but The Joy is, of Cooking... Is it still in there? It, it shows you how to skin a squirrel, and there are those little See, illustrations. See, I skipped the meat chapters because I'm a vegetarian, but it's, it's all in there. I love old, old old cookbooks they're so much fun but they phased it out in your more recent editions you won't find that yeah and then like what's interesting is in in like the 90s that that edition they took out all the cocktails in that part and then they realized that by 2007 we should put that back in Absolutely. bring it back bring well, it back so yeah just I, have, I have whatever like four like or five especially editions. you know like it's fun to see yeah that's yeah that. anyway i'm very excited you said that's your favorite cookbook because to me that's like sort of the my pinnacle of like if you just want to learn everything about yeah things i mean they acknowledge that they're not going to tell you how to cook authentic thai food but i mean i would say it's the preeminent like document of like american cooking that we have probably you know probably it's like if you want to look at you could look at your books and probably learn a lot about how our tastes have changed oh definitely our culture has changed no i'm a dork who sits at home and reads cookbooks so I hear so that. It's a history of American yes, cooking. Totally. Starting in 1907. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. The joy America. of cooking has recipes for canned, like how to cook canned onions, because at one point it would be exotic, or canned, I forget. I think how it, to or cook canned, canned mushrooms, onions. Because it would be exotic to get fresh ones. I don't know. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, in those days when we would just like empty a can of uh, Campbell's soup onto some like pasta noodles and bake it. You know, That's like what the, my dad used to do. Really? I love rice. The, I love Cream casserole soup. recipes. Really? No, you guys, the best cookbooks. You grew cookbooks? up on that? Cool. Cream of mushroom soup and rice. Huh. And pesto. Just the, and pesto. Yeah. Oh. oh. That's a, that <laughs> sounds twist. good. No, no, no. Like just pesto with like some angel hair um, on the side. So okay. I'm starch with the starch. With the side Wait, of so starch. So you've got the rice and mushrooms yeah. combined with the pesto pasta. Yeah. Two oh. separate dishes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so you can mix them together and you kind of have Alfredo-ish oh, kind of vibe, right? Yeah, you do kind you of guys, have Alfredo. You guys, old <laughs> community cookbooks, like church yeah. cookbooks, those are fun for like 
recipes that you're like, what? What? What, what is this casserole? And then you make it, and sometimes it's delicious, and sometimes it's like, this needs a lot of seasoning. <laughs> you guys, I'm so addicted to meal plans. That's like, oh, I'm really? doing those, yeah. Like those things. Oh, they, the things you get the... Yeah. Uh, Blue Apron, Dinnerly, Martha Spoon. I'm, I'm trying them all. I'm really? going through them all, yeah. Because it's kind of like... so far? Uh, so far, Blue Apron's been my favorite, honestly, because it's it feels like because f- I'm not much of a cook, so I'm like, oh, I I feel like I actually made something interesting and unique from yeah. all these ingredients. Yeah, yeah. well, it, it does you require know. more work when I when I had the friend making me uh, make oh, them yeah. for me. not making me, but yeah, I was like, this is more work than I expected. But I think that I'm I'm thinking the Martha Stewart one's probably going to be the best. It hasn't mm. come yet; it comes mm. next week. So I hear she's I'll also doing you know. a <laughs> oh, wine really? shipment thing, which I'm yeah. just suspicious of any wine club. Yeah. Of any wine club, of anyone. Really? Mm, not well. I haven't what? investigated them all, but there's a lot of shitty ones making shitty wine and saying it's I get unique. The Lou and they're just wine buying. Club. Oh, Lou? Well, okay. You no, just no. go pick it up. Okay, so yeah. that's different. That's <laughs> different. Talking about yeah. people, talking about that's like a curated. I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at you, Wink. W I N C. Oh yeah. Because they're just buying bulk grapes and saying it's like unique wine and it's shitty. Oh yeah, wine. they're just putting it's like fucking shitty wine. And like, they're charging thirteen dollars a bottle. I'm like, that's not worth. I know people are always like trying to take pictures of labels and stuff. And I'm like, well, I mean, like to a point, but also like they can just put a new label on it. (laughs) They could like mix and match the grapes. It doesn't really necessarily matter. Like learn grapes, learn places, and then learn notable wineries. But like they can have, like they can slap a label on anything that comes... How, how, what a quality wine is. Well, you yeah. Figure the, it out. Oh, slow down. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> You're getting ahead of yourself. We're lucky folks. We are lucky mm. folks. Aren't we? we are lucky folks. No, we're kind of blessed being we are close to so much good wine. Yeah. Yes. So it's also part wine. of living in a major metropolitan area, too. Yeah. Right. You get access to a lot of good I don't feel like stuff. we were talking about this type of wine as much like even five years ago, though. Like, I feel like... I mean, I was... Yeah, <laughs> I was there, too. You mean natural wine? <laughs> or <laughs> Yeah, I think no. natural wine. Just small producers and, and just yeah. like... I don't know. I yeah. just feel like the attitude about wine has become somewhat more general. I agree. In a good way. Yeah, it, it, it's become much more accessible. Look, I love this. I love podcasts. I love pickles. I love natural wine. I love mustaches. I love all that stuff. I hope that it's cool forever. But like, you know, we have lived long enough. I'm 36 years old. I've seen Uh, these tastes. I think think I've seen us evolve into these tastes. And hey, it's a damned honor. Yeah. To be here, you guys. I'm enjoying I mean, it. We're, we're glad to have spot. you. Did we cover um, it all? Did we get through the no. glass? We didn't really. Um, <laughs> um, we never no. Okay, so oh, I was yeah. going to say we, we could analyze the finish, and then I was going to say we could. I could, in terms of, I was like talking about quality, like I, the things to look for if you're trying to tell, like, you're like, people are like, but what makes a good wine? And, and to me, it's like, or at least the things in my stupid classes that they tell you, but then like, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. It's like balance, length, intensity, and complexity. Okay. Does the wine make you think? Is it interesting? And then like the last step is like typicity. If you're looking for a wine that like really speaks of where it came from. Does it taste like oh, oh. the pinnacle of the region? Does it speak for the land of what it's supposed to and traditionally taste like? Mm-hmm. Which I mean, maybe you don't like, I don't know burgundy and, and you don't want that but but like if it speaks like if it tastes like it's supposed to i don't know like i had great respect for barefoot moscato wine because it tastes exactly like a fucking cheap moscato is supposed to taste like but it's like tasty and i'm like it's fine i will serve it to my friends that like sweet wine yeah i'm like why not that's an interesting that is point. yeah okay um so uh one last question what's making you happy in life yeah what brings what brings you joy is our usual last question we're so la 
I'm, well, I'm, I'm making this episode of my podcast that's okay. about Christmas pickles, hiding a Christmas pickle on a tree. Oh. An ornament. Yeah. It's just lots of fun Gotta for me to that. make. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I'm just well, enjoying awesome. my creative work. Enjoying the creative work. Yeah. Oh. Making a pickle. Hi, we have a guest who's walking in a sidebar. Sidebar's oh, really hello. busy, you guys. We have people we'll coming in. We'll get out momentarily. We, we have a party in here in less than We can continue talking about food minutes. and wine next door if we want to, but we should yeah. probably wrap hey, up the pod. May I thank you for having me? Oh, Can we thank you for coming? Can we thank you for coming? Yeah. Yes. Thank you for being here. I think everyone's... Dave. David, thank David, you for being really here. Appreciate everyone. Your everybody, happy holidays. Cheers. Happy be holidays. Safe. We will be back third week of, of January. January. Yes. Oh, wonderful. All right, everyone. Uh, but your episode is going to be out on Tuesday. Good. Yeah, coming well, out goodbye soon. Goodbye, 2018. Goodbye. Goodbye. So, all no. <laughs> you guys, Happy New Year. Cheers. Cheers. I just drink wine. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.